Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, may the peace and blessings of Allah be with all of you. I hope everyone's doing extremely well. May Allah Almighty bless you. Today's social media post or quote that I want to explore during this short reflection is by Sayyidina Ali Karamallahu ta'ala wajha. May Allah ennoble his countenance. It says, according to the English translation, do not make yourself a slave of anything. The Almighty has created you free. Let's repeat that. Do not make yourself a slave of anything. The Almighty has created you free. And in recent weeks and months, I think we've explored this idea of liberation, this idea of freedom uh, through the prism of the Islamic perspective. So what does it mean to be a free being in the words of Sayyidina Ali? May Allah ennoble his countenance. What are we freed from? What are we liberated from? Well, in order to inform that, I want to cite another quotation that I came across recently, which is by the uh, late 18th century, early 19th century essayist Thomas Carlyle, who said in the English language, because he wrote in the English language, lol, it is only with renunciation that life, properly speaking, can begin. It is only with renunciation that life, properly speaking, can begin. This is a, a common Islamic theme as well, which we find a great deal in the, in, the, in the literature of the spiritual masters, the idea of renunciation, zuhud, ascetism, I suppose we might say. The renunciation of the world, the renunciation of desire for the world in order to attain a sense of freedom, a sense of liberation. And that's how I understand the statement of Sayyidina Ali that we began this reflection with. How is it that we achieve freedom? Well, we have to renounce the need for anything other than the Creator, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to renounce the yearning, the, the biting, painful desire to acquire anything other than the divine pleasure. And this for me is an indication of maturity. When we are able to loosen our grip on the, the need to have particular outcomes, when we loosen our grip upon the expectations that we have of the rest of the universe and rather focus all of our attention upon what we are contributing to a situation, but also just looking around and seeing the beauty unfolding before us, being a shahid, being somebody who is a witness to the beauty of the Almighty, rather than inflicting our own judgments upon the moment, rather than and looking at the circumstances and saying this is what has to happen and if this doesn't happen it's going to I'm going to get mad I'm going to go crazy this is not a form of renunciation and therefore in this sense renunciation is a loosening of the grip a loosening on the grip of outcomes now I think it's natural for every single person to look at the universe and to say well I would like this to happen I want that to take place I want to get this job I want to xyz whatever else it might be but the reality is that the believer the one who is liberated the one who is not a slave to anything other than Allah the one who Sayyidina Ali says has been created free is the one who has no need for anything other than the Creator, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if we say inside of ourselves, well, I would like that, or I think that would be good for me, we must recognize that, well, we, we don't know, right? We're myopic. We have a, a limited perception. We have a limited understanding of what's unfolding around us. And the person who is maturing spiritually is the one who is able to recognize that. What is the, you know, the, the, the nature of a child is the one who, when she or he doesn't get what they want from the universe, well, what do they do? They start screaming and crying, and that's completely understood because that's a, a phase of cognitive development. We also understand, Sheikh Ibrahim says this, in the middle of the night, if your newborn baby starts screaming and crying, you don't turn around to the baby and say, well, look, I've got work in the morning. Would you mind if uh, you can't reason with the baby? Now, what about if you are a full-grown adult and your reaction is exactly the same? 
The universe is not unfolding in the way that I want it to. So ultimately, we may not kick and scream and cry and bite and shout, etc., etc., but we certainly do that within our own context or within our own um, manner of expression. So we may get grumpy, we may get annoyed, we may get frustrated, we might, may start being a little bit snarky, a little bit rude. Does that indicate maturity? And does that indicate the evolution, the growth of the human being upon the spiritual path? That is what maturity is. That is what the spiritual path is. A movement from immaturity towards maturity. A recognition that the universe is not here to serve my purposes. The universe is not here to give me everything that I want. And that's one of the fundamental distinctions between the believer or the, the mindset, let's say, the outlook, the deen, the worldview of belief and the one who doesn't believe in the system that we are following. Okay, we believe that we are here to witness the majesty of the Almighty. We believe that things are beautiful as they are. We believe that every single moment is, first of all, pregnant with meaning. The Almighty is educating us and, and nurturing us and moving us, helping us to move towards wholeness. But at the same time, every single moment is full of miracles. Every single moment is beautiful. Every single moment is truly remarkable. And if you take the time to look around you, to look into the eyes of your children when, when he or she is screaming in the middle of the night, of course, that takes a certain level of emotional intelligence, a level of spiritual intelligence. But when you look at the majesty of the baby, when you look at the events that are unfolding around you and you smile and you laugh and you have this sense of, you know, ironic joy, a recognition that the Almighty Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is unfolding, is educating you in the most sometimes humorous, most remarkable of ways, then you begin to become someone who is deeply rooted in Iman. You have this sense of security. That sense of security is that nothing can really go wrong. Nothing can ever really be entirely catastrophic because behind every single moment is him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, does that mean then that if we are free people, then we don't care about outcomes at all, or we don't put any effort in, or we sit back and we say, well, you know, the outcome is in the hands of the Almighty, so therefore, if he's going to feed me today, I will just sit here and wait for the food. Is that the way that we act? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. That's not how we act in the world around us. There's another statement which comes from Sayyidina Ali. May Allah ennoble his countenance, uh, again, according to the English translation, which goes something along the lines of ascetism, ascetism. I don't even know how to pronounce that. You know, don't laugh at me if I said it wrong. Lol. Um, ascetism, ascetism is not that you do not own anything, but rather that nothing owns you. You understand that? It's not that you don't own anything at all. It's that nothing owns you. So therefore, is it appropriate for you to have a goal, for example, to have a target, to move in the direction of something that you believe is correct? Absolutely. But at the same time, what are you a servant to? If we go back to the original statement, are you a slave? Are you a servant to that particular objective? Are you a servant to your work? Are you a servant to being recognized by the community around you? Are you a servant to your bank account or the car that you drive? Are these the things which define your identity? That's where the problem lies. Because the most balanced position, the place of equilibrium, the place of wholeness, the prophetic way, the sunnah of Sayyidina Muhammad is to strive in the way of that which you consider to be appropriate whilst not being a slave to it, not, not being obsessed by it or not being defined by it. Okay, So in this day and age, you would be taught by the kind of self-help gurus and the, the hustle culture to, to hold on as tight as you can to your objective. 
not let anything happen that's going to distance you from that objective. Okay, well, that is, by definition, a recipe for absolute disaster because how many people are able to organize the universe around them in exactly the way that they want it to? Seemingly, some of these dudes on the internet, some of these guys on Instagram, some of these ladies on Instagram have done that, you reckon? No, I don't think so, really. But anyway, people present their lives as though everything is going absolutely perfectly at every single moment in time. Well, we know that that's not true. Right? We all know that that's not true because in the life of every single person, there is challenge, there is difficulty, there is hardship, there is toil and pain and anguish. The more that you try to hide that from the world, the more that you attempt to project or to demonstrate this perfection into the universe, we know that internally that means that there's more and more going wrong. If you're that insecure, if you're that fearful of the, the reality of your own existence, you know, we have to be real about it. We embark upon the way of the saints, but that doesn't mean that we're saints. It doesn't mean that we're doing everything perfectly. But what we're looking to do is to liberate ourselves from the need to impress other people, to liberate ourselves from the need for things to turn out the way that we want them to, because we recognize that there is an almighty, benevolent creator behind every single unfolding event that takes place in our life. And that means that we are secure. How do you fill this hole in the chest of the human being, which is insecurity? Well, you fill it with security. And how do you translate security into Arabic? Well, not directly, but one of the meanings of the word iman, which is often translated as, as faith in English, is security. You give someone security by offering them access to accurate perception, allowing them to see the universe as it truly is, which means that you don't have to impress anyone. You don't have to have perfectly white teeth. You don't have to have super muscles unless you believe those things are pleasing to Allah Almighty and then by all means go after it. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But don't believe that you are here in order to impress the people around you or to live up to the, the inaccurate perceptions, the inaccurate expectations of the society and the community around you. So the journey towards the creator, the journey towards wholeness begins with this sense of renunciation. Okay, renouncing your need for anything other than the creator, renouncing your vision inside of your mind of a perfectly functioning family which in which nothing ever goes wrong because you're not going to achieve that. So what you do need to do instead is focus all of your energy and all of your attention upon what you are contributing to the situation, focusing all of your attention upon the process. And that doesn't mean, by the way, that you shouldn't strive to make your family the most beautiful place it can be. It doesn't give you a white card, a carte blanche to go out and, you know, it doesn't matter. I can't be perfect, so I'm not going to try. That's not the point. We have to balance these two things. This is equilibrium that we are looking for. Liberation from the need for things to be a particular way, for the need for other people to act in a certain way, for the need for the universe to unfold in the manner that you wanted it to, but at the same time, balancing that with a sense of endeavor, a sense of himma in the Arabic language, enthusiasm or zeal, uh, a desire to serve Allah Almighty, to make the greatest contribution to the circumstances that you are in. When you look at somebody else and their behavior, the way that they engage, the way that they conduct themselves, that's not really your responsibility. Well, forget the really, it's not your responsibility. On Yom Al-Qiyamah, you will not be asked about what other people did. The ultimate day of account will ask you, Oi, what did you contribute to the universe? What did you do with the circumstances that the Almighty placed you in? Remember that the way is all about personal transformation. It's about you making a change in the way that you perceive the world around you. You do not have to be a slave to anyone other than Allah Almighty. And the greatest name that can be afforded to the human being is Abdullah, the servant of Allah, which means that when you act, you act solely and exclusively for his sake. 
You liberate yourself from the need to be liked. You liberate yourself from the need to impress the people around you. What if impressing the people around you means that you do things which are displeasing to Allah Almighty? We've heard the premise before. We've heard the, the statement before. There is no obedience to the creation above the creator. Therefore, the liberation process that we are speaking about here is the freeing of the human being, first and foremost, from the shackles of inaccurate perception, meaning that you no longer see the world in a way that causes you pain. You move in the direction of a way that liberates you from that anguish, that frustration, that anxiety, but also liberating you from the need to be perfect. First and foremost, because we recognize that we can't attain that, we're always going to be insan. We're always going to suffer from insanity. We're always going to be those who make mistakes. So therefore, becoming perfect is an impossibility. We can't do that. But what we can do is we can be perfectly us. You can be the perfect version of yourself. You can do, you can extend your arm out as far as you can reach. You can become everything that you were created to be. That's your responsibility. That's your job. And the way that we achieve that is not by looking left and looking right and focusing upon what other people around us are doing. Well, she's my age and she's got a better job than me. And uh, his wife got him that gift. And uh, well, I'm just not quite the same. My relationship's not up to it. Focus on your relationship focus on your own life. Don't be looking left and right. Focus upon what you're contributing. Focus upon the self. Look at how you can improve your circumstances and your situation so that you can be liberated from slavehood, from servanthood to anything other than Allah Almighty. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين سلام عليكم